When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Unsportsmanlike is presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. Hello, and Chris Canty, Michelle Smallman, Evan Cohen with you on Sportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio, ESPNU. All of our great ESPN stations across the country and the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. All right, CC, go ahead before we get into the Eagles oh, and the Bills. Oh, man, Philly sports fans for the win, man. I'm just looking at it on X, and there's this kid that's wearing an Eagles jersey that's running up as they're going into the game to watch the Bills and the Eagles play. There's a Bills fan, Bills jersey. He's got the Josh Allen jersey on, and this kid – he can't be more than 10 years old, goes up to this grown man who's wearing a Josh Allen jersey and pretends to try to shake his hand. The guy extends his hand to try to shake the kid's hand, and then the kid pulls his hand back and flips him off. That, I, mean, that, you, you, I mean, that is, if you ever wondered how the sports fans in Philly get down, if you watched that clip, you would completely understand it after that moment. Uh, needless to say, we're probably not going to be able to show that on ESPNU, but yes, that went viral. Just search well, it. I'm going to retweet it. So yeah, Chris Canty ninety nine. Delete that. I'm going to retweet it. See, here's the thing: you say that, and you're right. It is funny to watch, and then you put yourself like, I don't have to go very far on this. I have a ten year old son and a seven year old daughter. If my son did that, I would lose it. I would be so furious if he did that, even though it would be very funny. And yeah, viral. but Ev, this is not a surprise to me, though. I mean, I've I've played in Philly essentially every year of my career. I mean. Eight years in the NFC East, I played in Philadelphia, and then I played against the, the, the Eagles when I was with the Ravens. Like, I mean, like, I know how the Philly sports fans are. Like, their, their kids are, are flicking you off, and their parents are, are cursing at you, too. Like, they're side-by-side doing this. So that's the kind of environment that it's always going to be at, a, at the link, especially when it's a big game. Yeah, Evan, you'd be upset if your kids did that. Yes. These, these parents are filming their child doing <laughs> I'm aware. It. Exactly. I'm aware, but that's, that's the yeah. I would also bet all the money in my pocket that the dad encouraged this. Oh, that the dad course. pushed the kid over there and went, "Yeah, go ahead." Uh, it's it's hilarious. I'm sorry, it's hilarious. It's funny to me. Of course, there's no question that, that it's happens. hilarious. Um, all right, let's get into this game yesterday. Kids a legend. Um, different. He's going. He's going places. <laughs> you got to give the, actually. You know what? You got to give the Bills fans places. credit. That, that Bills fan for not doing anything to a little kid because I could. If that was a grown up. They'd want to clock him, probably. Yeah, you can't do anything to a little guy. No, he laughed. You just got to take the L in that situation. Well, the Bills did yesterday. Oh, Wow, what a transition. Not her first day, ladies and gentlemen. Michelle Smallman. uh, (laughs) Philly beats Buffalo 37-34 in overtime. Josh Allen now 0-6 in overtime. And Josh Allen, typical Josh Allen game, right? There are moments where he looked unbelievable in this game, and they were smarter in the way they were going about it, dinking and dunking to tight ends and running backs and playing safer, and him running the football with two rushing touchdowns in this game. 
But at 24-21, the Bills are leading. He throws an interception, his eighth straight game with an interception. Then Jalen Hurts comes down and scores a touchdown in that spot. This is in the fourth quarter on a second and eight. You're seeing it on ESPNU right now. And then after that, in overtime, as the Bills are driving, they get the ball first in overtime. They then throw uh, a pass to Gabe Davis, which could have been a game winner. And it's total miscommunication. I'm sure it's part on Davis and part, obviously, on Allen. But this is Josh Allen. He is great enough to keep you in it, and he's frustrating enough to take you out of it, which is what happened yesterday and is what happened a ton, obviously, during the course of his career at Evco Radio, at Unsports ESPN for the poll on that about Josh Allen and what he is doing. Does he keep you in it or take you out of it? And, of course, that's in the Dr. Pepper inbox. But we go to the other side of it, guys, and we go to the Philly side of it. And I never, ever, ever like comparing anybody to Tom Brady. But Jalen Hurts in those moments has a Tom Brady feel to him. Let's not do that. Well, here's what I'm going to say. Let's not do that. Here's what I'm going to say, okay? When they're down or when they need a score, I just assume he'll get it. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like Brady. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, let's not do the Brady comparisons. I remember Nick Sirianni compared him to Michael Jordan in those spots with the competitive greatness, but – I mean, that same stuff that we see with his contemporaries, that being Joe Burrow and Pat Mahomes, I mean, those leadership intangibles, that ability to be able to slow the game down in the biggest moments, Jalen Hurts has that in spades. So whatever it is that you think he lacks in dominant physical traits, he makes up for in the intangibles. And in that spot, there was no doubt in my mind that Jalen Hurts was going to give them a chance to get game-time points at the end of regulation, which he did, including throwing a dime to Devontae Smith on an over route to set up a 59-yard field goal by Jake Elliott. Would have been a little bit closer had Jason Kelsey not had consecutive false starts, but that's neither here nor there. And then after the Eagles' defense is able to hold the Bills to a field goal on their first possession in overtime, there was no doubt in my mind that Jalen Hurts was going to go down and win it. Now, I didn't know what it was going to look like, but I knew he was going to find a way to be able to get it done. And that's exactly what happened, whether it was him using his legs, whether it was him using his arm. He found a way to make game-winning plays. When, he's, when the layups were there, he took them. I also want to give credit to A.J. Brown and those receivers in overtime. Like, those guys down the stretch in the fourth quarter in overtime, they were conscious of the clock. They had good awareness. They were getting out of bounds on catch-and-run opportunities. Um, and so that makes a difference, and I think that's a sign of being well-coached. But I think that's also a sign of your quarterback having full command of their offense and making sure that everybody is on the same page. And so that's why Jalen Hurts, to me, has to be in the conversation once again for MVP. As we sit here today, he is the MVP front runner, and for good reason. The guy accounted for five touchdowns in the game yesterday, including the game winner. There are not enough adjectives that we can use to describe how good Jalen Hurts was yesterday. The guy is an absolute baller. And outside of Pat Mahomes, I'm not sure there's anybody out there in the NFL that I'd rather have under center for me than Jalen Hurts. He's been absolutely outstanding this year. And you're right, it comes down to a feeling and a knowing that he's going to get it done when his team needs him to. When they had that kick yesterday, 59-yard kick, Jake Elliott, they panned to Jalen Hurts afterwards, and he was unflinching. He had this look on his face, this look in his eyes. He wasn't celebrating that the game was going into overtime. He looked so calm, so composed, so ready to go. 
you're watching that, you go, as soon as he gets the ball in his hands, he's going to find a way to win. And he did. He's won five consecutive starts when trailing by double digits, which is mm. tied for the longest streak by starting quarterback since 1950. He is just a guy who has the ultimate composure and finds a way to will his team to a victory. What they have done here in winning these football games is just remarkable. I mean, they have as much of a gauntlet of a schedule as you could possibly imagine, and it doesn't get easier because their next game is against San Francisco, which is just ridiculous. I mean, you you think about that three-game stretch. I don't even know how the schedule makers did this because it's not like we didn't know these teams were going to be good before the season. The Eagles had in having back-to-back weeks here, actually four in a row now that I think about it, Cowboys, they won that. At the Chiefs, they won that. Home against the Bills, they won that. Then home, five weeks, wow, home against the Niners, then at the Cowboys, you know what, if you want to go one step further, I don't think we can necessarily, but I'll do it for the sake of conversation, at the Seahawks. That may be the toughest stretch of football I have ever seen in all of my years watching the NFL. Do you ever remember in any of the years you played, CC, where you had one, two, three, four, five games in a row, let's say, against legit Super Bowl contenders and six games in a row against playoff teams this late in the season. No. No. I, I don't remember a stretch like that. But, but here's the thing. They've already got a winning record in that stretch. Like right now, they're just hanging on the rim. We'll see what ends up happening with the next couple of games. But, uh, I mean, this is, this is a really good football team. And I think the reason why they're as good as they are is because they have a quarterback that's focused only on winning. It's not about individual accolades. It's all about being able to do whatever it takes to have success. And once again, the Eagles got out to a slow start where they have seven points through their first eight possessions in that game, and then they end up scoring a fire their next six possessions in order to finish the game. That just shows you that when it matters the most, the guys are going to step up, and Jalen Hurts is going to be that dude. And so I think you have to give a tremendous amount of credit to him, a tremendous amount of credit to the coaching staff under the circumstances. Remember, this was a team that was on the road on Monday night against Kansas City. And then you're talking about a short week against a desperate opponent. In that short week, having Thanksgiving fall in the middle of that week, in the middle of that preparation, to put all of those distractions, potential distractions aside and do what it takes to win an overtime game, to go to distance and then some against a team that's already in playoff mode in the Buffalo Bills, that shows you the sports character of the Philadelphia Eagles. I don't know what more people need to see before they're buying into the fact that the Eagles are likely going to be the team that represents the NFC in the Super Bowl. I get it. San Francisco 49ers, when they're healthy, they look great. The Dallas Cowboys, they've been on a tear. Dak Prescott's putting up video game numbers. I get all of that. All you see from the Philadelphia Eagles week in, week out, is them stack notches in the win column that's all they do is win and so I guess to me they have to be viewed as the best team in football and they have to be viewed as the team to beat in the NFC so if we look at all of that listen to what you just said and look at the schedule and what they've already accomplished with that guy likely the MVP as the quarterback and all of those great young players on defense along the line specifically Jalen Carter who CC has said many of times blocked a kick again yesterday yeah, I mean, man that guy is a menace dude he is a menace. Like, okay, this is going to come off as an exaggeration, but I listened to CC and I watched the game. Like, he's going to be a Hall of Famer. Like, that's yeah. what that, I mean, like, yeah. that, that's, that's ridiculous to say after 10 games or whatever. No, it's not. No, it's not. I mean, we had Chris Long on the show a couple of, couple of weeks ago, and he was talking about the first time he saw Aaron Donald at practice. Him and his teammates got together and said, yeah, he's going to wear a gold jacket. That's going to be Jalen Carter, too. Yeah. So, all of that said, 
are they the most Super Bowl or bust team in the league right now? Like, would we put them above San Francisco? Would we put them above Kansas City, who obviously has a couple in the back pocket? Or Like, when you do what they've done, Cowboys, Chiefs, Bills in a row here, are they more of a Super Bowl or bust team than any other team in the league right now? I don't think they're Super Bowl or bust, and I get it because A.J. Brown said that in his in – his, uh, you know, sit down that he had over the weekend, um, that, that air pregame. I, 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 you know, I get that, you know, in that conversation with Nate Burleson, he said it's Super Bowl or bust, but I, I don't see it like that because their window is wide open. Who on that team is going anywhere? I mean, I guess you could say that maybe Jason Kelsey and Fletcher Cox are getting ready to retire, but that's still a strong offensive line and they draft well. Howie Rose, but like, where, where are they going? They've got, they got AJ Brown. They've got Devontae Smith. They've got Jalen Hurts. They've got DeAndre Swift. I mean, they've got guys on the defensive side of the ball, playmakers on all three levels. Darius Slay ain't going nowhere. He just signed a new contract. I mean, you've got Jalen Carter. You've got Josh Sweat. You've got Hassan Reddick. Like those, Jordan Davis. Those dudes aren't going anywhere. So I don't know if I can call it Super Bowl or bust. We judge them based on Super Bowls because of how good Jalen Hurts is and because of the regular season success that they've had. And, hell, being able to go on a deep playoff run already – but I don't think it's Super Bowl or bust just because I think they have a win, a, a relatively wide open window to win championships. Yeah, I think it would be incredibly disappointing if in back-to-back seasons with the caliber of talent on this team and the play you're getting out of your quarterback, if the Eagles weren't to win a Super Bowl this year, it would be really disappointing. But I'm with CeCe. The runway feels so much longer for them than a team like San Francisco. It feels like if San Francisco... Or Dallas, Small. Think about Dallas, Dallas too. Like yeah, Dallas has got to win it now, too. That's a great point, but... With those two teams, doesn't it feel really combustible after this season based on the contracts that you're going to have? You know, with Brock, Dallas has, like, everybody up for a contract basically over the next yep. two seasons. Yep. And with San Francisco, with Brock Purdy on this deal, it just feels very fragile there after this season if they don't get it done. So we kind of have to take the Joe Burrow mentality, I think, with the Philadelphia Eagles and Jalen Hurts that the window might be his entire career. Coming up, all the small things. Next on Sportsmanlike. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. 
This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. It is time for all the small things here on Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. I'm Michelle Smallman alongside Chris Canty and Evan Cohen. And guys, I want to start with the first Black Friday game in NFL history, the Miami Dolphins at the New York Jets. I was actually in attendance at MetLife Stadium. It's the first football game I had been to in years. I got to take my dad to the game. He was in town from St. Louis, my Uncle Johnny, my cousin Brian. We made it a family affair. And... I was did everybody get out of there with their Achilles intact? We because did. Because that's a hard thing to do at MetLife Stadium. We did. And, you know, my dad okay. had ruptured his in the past, so we were really worried about that, CC. But he was okay. able to get out of there unscathed. But okay. we, were, we were really excited to go to a football game. We hadn't been in many years because I'm from St. Louis. We don't have a team. So it was really exciting to go. And I've kind of been wondering when I'm ready to open my heart to love again to an NFL team. So not only was I there for the game, but I was also kind of scouting the New York Jets, uh, you know, in a different ways. I wanted to see what the stadium was like. What are the fans like? What's the energy like? And the game was really fun. It was very packed, Black Friday. But right before halftime, the Jets are down 10-6. to 6. They get the ball back on a Tua Tungavailoa interception. DJ Reed with the pick, right? Two seconds left in the first half. The Jets get the ball and they go for the Hail Mary attempt. Here's what it sounded like. Or maybe we don't have it. Doesn't seem like we have it. It doesn't seem like we have it. Okay, well, anyway, they're like, what's... Now we do. Okay, oh, it doesn't sound like... Well-oiled machine around here. Long story short, (laughs) in pure New York Jets fashion, right before halftime, they go for the Hail Mary, and Javon Holland... With the pick six, he intercepts it, goes 99 yards for the touchdown, and one of the most unbelievable plays you'll see extends Miami's lead at halftime, 17 to six. Bef- okay, here's what here's what it sounded like, guys. It's a jump ball all the way down at the goal line, and that's intercepted for Miami on the return. And running it to the 40-yard line is Javon Holland. He's at the 50, cuts it back at the Jet 40, has a crease. All the way down to the 15. He's at the 10, 5, into the end zone for a Dolphin touchdown to end the first half. It was just so, so New York Jets in that moment. And I expected Jets fans to be so angry. This is a a rowdy bunch, a proud fan base. I expected them to be throwing things on the field, to be yelling expletives, but they were so defeated. It was like the air got sucked out of MetLife Stadium. They have just been through too much. They have seen too much. It's as if they anticipated this, you guys. I've never seen anything like it. Only the Jets. I mean, honestly, only the Jets. Every part of it. It's like I feel like we would have had the Bob with Shoes and Call ESPN New York uh, Jets Radio Network perfectly ready to go if it was for another team. Correct. But the Jets <laughs> figure out a way of just bringing everything down. I mean, it literally, you just blame – not that uh, – CC. And I are ones to talk now as Giants and Patriots fans, respectively. But oh. man, oh man, only the Je- only the Jets could you uh, you could have a pick six on a hail mary on Friday afternoon. Only them. Well, well, Smalls. First of all, if you're opening up your fandom to the Jets, my question is: after what you saw on Friday, are you swiping right or are you swiping left? 
I think we got to go left, guys. I don't know left. if my heart can handle that. I've already been so disappointed in my NFL love life. I just don't know if I can sign up for what I know is going to be inevitable heartbreak. I'm looking down at the stand. I'm looking at the people in front of me, and I'm I'm trying to get a sense of the crowd. So many people had Aaron Rodgers jerseys on, and I thought, man, they were so excited. They went out and spent the money to rep this guy because they were so sure that he was going to be the guy to bring them to the promised land. Four plays in, utter disaster. It's been a nightmare for them. I feel badly for them. So for the sports bachelorette, you're not going to give the Jets a rose. Check. Got it. All right, here's what I will say. The level of disrespect from Javon Holland in that situation, I can't begin to tell you guys. Think about it. It's a one-possession game at that point. You would think that a guy would just want to knock down the Hail Mary rather than run the risk of trying to catch the ball, but that just shows you. Everybody on that Dolphins defense, check that. Everybody on that Dolphins team looked at that game as a stat game. They're like, look, we got the Jets. We're going to get our stats up because there's no way in hell their offense is good enough to even threaten us to win this game. So we're going to try to get this interception right before halftime on a Hail Mary, and I'm going to try to house it. That, that just shows you how disrespectful the Miami Dolphins were being in that situation. It shows you the lack of respect that the entire league has for the New York Jets offense. That's how bad it is. That's, that's a bad state of affairs. And I got to tell you guys, somebody needs to be fired for how bad this thing has gone with wow. the Jets this season. Somebody needs to be fired. I don't know that it will happen, but it should happen. Rob Sala? It's, uh, I can't say it's Rob Sala's fault. The man is pleading the fifth when it comes to questions about a quarterback change. <laughs> I'll tell you, I'll tell you his, who should get fired. It ain't his choice. I got an answer for you, right? You presenting the problem. We got to present it to the solution here. I got the solution. I know solution. who you're going to say. I'm gonna, I know who you're yeah. going to say. Aaron Rodgers should fire Nathaniel Hackett. Yeah. And they should fire yeah. Aaron Rodgers as the general manager. That's what yeah. they should do. You want to have him as your quarterback? Fine. Aaron Rodgers should be fired as the Jets general manager. Every play. I mean, Alan Lazard had a healthy scratch on Friday. Healthy. For the Jets. Who don't have an offense. Tim Boyle stinks. And that's the guy who Aaron Rodgers brought with him. Zach Wilson, who Aaron Rodgers wants to be the guy, obviously also stinks. Randall Cobb, no great eyes. Very amazing eyes. But not for the foot, not for the football, obviously. And Nathaniel Hackett. Did anyone watch the Broncos? Five in a row? And what Russell Wilson has now done with that offense in terms of mistake-free football? The Jets, CC wants someone fired. Aaron Rodgers should be fired as Jets general manager. He is a as bad of a general manager as Ryan Grigson was for the Indianapolis Colts. Oh, the single worst general manager in the history of the sports. So remember, there, there's your answer. CC. Remember when Deion Sanders <laughs> was going to Colorado and he says, "I'm coming and I'm bringing my Louis luggage with me. I'm bringing my luggage and it's Louis." What's Aaron Rodgers' luggage that he brought to the Jets? He has a lot of luggage that he you know brings I mean? with him. That's a great question. Because he brought a lot of luggage with him. He brought his coaches. He brought his backup quarterback. He brought some of his boys with him. And it, the, the luggage is not holding up. But it ain't great luggage, though. It ain't great luggage, though. It ain't great luggage. The luggage it's not luggage that you want to keep around for a long time. It doesn't have wheels. No. Um, the luggage does not have wheels. It has one of those straps that like basically gives you a dislocated shoulder <laughs> like through the airport. That's the, the luggage. Torn. Oh, it's disastrous. Okay, well, before we wrap things up here, I got to get to the other New York team. Cece, if we're doing the, the football version of The Bachelorette, I want to come to the Giants so badly because I want 
Tommy DeVito as my quarterback. I want that guy to be good so badly. He is tailor-made for me. If there was ever a quarterback in the NFL that you could construct that would be a Michelle Smallman guy, it's Tommy Cutlets. It's Tommy DeVito. <laughs> he went to my alma mater, Illinois. He's a New Jersey guy. He's an Italian. His family shows up at the game. They're smoking cigars. They're doing the the, hey, the Italian celebration. I absolutely love this guy. They played the Sopranos theme song when he ran out of the tunnel. How cold is that? It is How cold unbelievable. Is that? <laughs> I love that he lives with his mom still and he lives at home. He makes no mistake about or no bones about saying that he lives at home. And I love the celebration. You know, the little Italian hand. We even have an emoji that corresponds with it. And Tommy DeVito talked about his touchdown celebration after that barn burner with the Giants 10, the Patriots 7. <laughs> Everybody was doing it at this point. I don't know. I'm cool with it. It's just a vibe. It's a lot of fun. So, what would you call it? A high what? A high vibe? No, that's a high. Mm, no. <laughs> mm. well, what's the word for it? There, there is no word for it. I don't think there's a word for it. No words, only vibes. It's a high. Mm. By the way, Gi- Giants fans probably love Tommy DeVito more than they love Daniel Jones right now. <laughs> oh, that's obvious. <laughs> like, like, so like, 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 ser- like, seriously. Like, there's a world that exists that Tommy DeVito could be there longer than Daniel Jones would be there. Because, listen, Tommy DeVito ain't nobody starting quarterback, but Tommy DeVito could be the backup job. And with every win, that's what he's working himself into. Having security, being the long-term backup quarterback for the New York football Giants. Now, the only question becomes, what do the Giants do long-term with the quarterback position, considering they do have Daniel Jones on the contract for three more years, but they are looking at having potentially a top 10 draft pick. Now, with each win, it's giving Daniel Jones more and more job security because the Giants won't be at the top of the draft. But the question that the Giants have to ask was the 2022 season going to be more the norm for Daniel Jones, or is that the outlier? And I'm starting to lean toward the latter because you're talking about this guy in four of his first five seasons missing significant time. So I just – I, I don't know. It, 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 looking at the situation, I, I think that Tommy DeVito is is a great story, but ultimately it puts more ambiguity around what the Giants need to be doing long-term at the quarterback spot. Tommy DeVito feels like one of those guys that's going to be on the New York Giants as a backup for 10 years. You could already pencil <laughs> yes. him into the team's broadcast 11 years from now. <laughs> no doubt. And he'll be a no New doubt. York icon for 30 years. And everybody will be like, did he ever play? Yeah, he played in seven games in 10 years and threw 100 passes total. But we love that guy. Yeah. Also, let me him. let me yep. point out one thing from the Queen, Debbie on Long Island, who put, uh, tweets in at Upco Radio. Yeah, I said Aaron brought baggage or luggage with him. It's baggage, not luggage. Mm. That's what I just said. I said he brought luggage with him. He brought the baggage with him oh man clearly i have beef with words what's beef around the nfl next on sportsmanlike we all know breakfast is an important part of your day but sometimes when you're traveling for business you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any you know what happens you grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely we've all been there but if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. 
Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. This is the Unsportsmanlike Podcast on ESPN Radio. Yeah, Billy and I. Billy F. Baby and I. I'm not I'm not leaving him. You guys can say I'm leaving Belichick. I'm not leaving Belichick. CC can laugh at me as he has been for months on this. Oh, we are Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. Yeah, I'm still supporting Belichick that I want him back next year uh, in New England. Uh, Chris Canty, Michelle Smallman, Evan Cohen with you. All right, so yesterday and over the last 24 hours or so, the NFL provided us, us some beef, right? There's some beef going on. I'm going to provide you guys the beef, and you tell me what side you're on. Let's start with Deontay Johnson, Steelers wide receiver. It, you, the beef could be either versus the Steelers or versus effort, either one. Uh, Deontay Johnson on a fumble by the Steelers, by their running back, Jalen Warren, literally just stood there, didn't move. There was talk about infighting with the Steelers prior in the week, and he just it was just horrible in terms of the way in which he looked. CC Deontay Johnson versus the Steelers versus effort. Which side do you want? Yeah, Deontay Johnson is dead wrong for that one. They had the ball in the red zone. You got to make a play for it. It's a live football now. Whether you think it's live or not, that's why you always play through the whistle, and clearly the whistle wasn't blown because it was a live football. So you get on it, and there's no excuse for what Deontay Johnson did. But this ain't the first time that Deontay Johnson has been under fire because he quite literally got into an argument with Minka Fitzpatrick after the Cleveland Browns loss last week. And so this is becoming a little bit of a theme. Najee Harris, when asked post game after the Browns' loss about guys being out for self, he didn't want to answer the question, and he intimated that, yeah, there's a lot of selfishness going on. So I think that's emblematic of some of the problems that have been happening behind the scenes in that Steelers' locker room, and you have to be a little bit concerned about it. Now, they got the win yesterday. The offense got back on track. But overall, with a team that's trying to make a playoff push, there might be a kink in the armor right there. Yeah, I'm on the Steelers' side of this. I can't believe if you're Deontay Johnson that you would show com- a complete lack of effort on that ball. That's not something you expect to see from a player who's got Mike Tomlin as a head coach. So I'm I'm on the Steelers' side, on Mike T's side on this one. Uh, based on what you just said about Tomlin, my guesstimation is their next game he's a healthy scratch. He goes Alan Lazard style. That would be my best guess on that, that like they're going to actually You can't do him. that with that offense. You can't do that. <laughs> well, you they're not good that. with them or without you, him at you, this you point, know, I guess. But hold on, you can't do that, though. I mean, he's still a threat. And with, with your new offensive coordinators, Eddie Faulkner and, and Mike Sullivan, um, shout out to Sully, one of my former coaches, like with, for them to be able to, to, to move the ball, to outgain the opponent in yardage for the first time this season, you can't take Deontay Johnson off the field and, and potentially d- disrupt that. Like you, you got to keep him out there because he is, you know, one of your top two receivers on that team. Next beef. Jay Glazer at Fox reports before the games on Sunday that Brian Dayball, head coach of the Giants, Wink Martindale, defensive coordinator for the Giants, very much not seeing eye-to-eye, and there could be a mutual parting of ways at the end of the season. Uh, The amount of stories that Jay Glazer in his career has gotten wrong, you can count on less than one hand, I would think, right? And so I think that just have that in mind. Giants beat the Patriots. Brian Dayball, their head coach, 
spoke to the media after the game about the reported, tens- reported tensions, there we go, between he and the defensive coordinator. James, there was a report pregame that you and Wink are, are not getting along. Do you care to comment on that? Do you expect him to be back? Uh, yeah, I'd say the, the, the biggest argument Wink and I have had is who has the last piece of pizza. So got a lot of respect for Wink. Done a good job. I'll leave it at that. Mm. All right, CeCe, you were a defensive player on the Giants. You buy that? No, man, I don't buy that. Is it a coincidence that after that report leaks out that Brian Dayball gives Wink Martindale a game ball? Is that a coincidence? I don't think it is. I mean, listen, there's, there's smoke there, and I'm sure there's a lot of tension because the defense is looking at the offensive side of the ball and wondering why they're not upholding their end of the bargain. That Giants defense has been creating a lot of turnovers and the offense hasn't been able to do a whole lot with it. I mean, the offense has struggled. Now, yesterday they did barely enough to win, but that was because the defense set the offense up with a point-blank scoring opportunity. So there, 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 there is some, I guess, tension between the two sides naturally because of the frustrations in being a 4-8 and eight team. But I would say this. There is no mutual parting of the ways if Wink Martindale is not the defensive coordinator for the Giants next year, it's because Brian Dable doesn't want him there. And I don't think we've seen anything from Wink Martindale or that defense to say that he doesn't deserve an opportunity to be the defensive coordinator for Big Blue in 2024. Yeah, when things go wrong with a team and inside an organization, CeCe, you've played, Evan, you and I have covered teams, people start to talk. Everybody wants to tell their side of the story to the media, whether it's on the record or off. They want to let you know that they're not the problem and they want to show you who is. And so I'm not surprised that with the Giants sitting there at four and eight in a season that's been a really big disappointment for them after what they were last year, that people wouldn't be telling the media this is what's happening and that there's tension there. Also, if you're going to come out and publicly defend your relationship with this person, maybe say more than like 12 words. It was like, we're. We fight over a piece of pizza. Things are good. That's it. I, I would I would think if someone really wanted to defend their relationship and debunk these rumors, there might be a little bit more of a passionate defense. Yeah, I think we're all not focusing on the right part of the story here. If it's those two sharing a pizza, they're each four slices. What are you fighting over? Somebody's getting five and somebody's getting three? I mean, I don't even understand. There's not enough for those two guys. There's not enough to do. But I'll, I'll say this. Don't think about this, Ev. I mean, the, the Giants' defense, as of yesterday, has the th- – the second most three and outs forced of any defense in all of football. The Giants' defense is seventh in takeaways. They're tied for seven. They got 19 takeaways this season that have led to 60 points for the Giants. That's fifth in the National Football League. And some of those are pick sixes. So, I mean, I just think about how good that Giants' defense has been. Even though they allow a lot of yards, think about how good that defense has been despite how bad their offense has been. Like that, That's hard to do. And so if, if Wink Martindale is not the D.C. for the New York Giants in, in 2024, that's because Brian Dayball doesn't want him there. And there would be nothing based on his unit's performance this season that could justify that. It sounds like it's a theme because think about the team they played yesterday. New England has allowed 10 points in each of the last two games and has lost them both, which is just remarkable. Speaking of New England, their former quarterback, the GOAT Tom Brady, came out on his podcast, Let's Go podcast on SiriusXM, and said that the league, the play is kind of mediocre right now. Our very own Alex Smith on ESPN NFL Countdown in the What's Beef, Brady versus Alex Smith, which is a beef we didn't see coming here, had this response to what Brady had to say. First off, he hasn't been retired that long. He was just playing. Like, he just won a Super Bowl 
in the current game. Like, is he discounting that one? My, my biggest complaint with this, he played in the most uncompetitive division, I think, in NFL history. I mean, you come out of training camp, the biggest cupcake division, you got a ticket to the playoffs right away. Like, talk about mediocre. I completely disagree with this. I, I know, I know he's, he's referencing the rule changes over the middle to the receiver, but in my opinion, I think the game's gotten better. Yeah, Tom Brady versus non-AFC East teams in his career is 195 and 73. That's a 728 <laughs> winning percentage. You had that ready to go. You had that ready to go. That is that is talking out the side of your neck right there by Alex Smith. That that that's what that is. Like the reason why the AFC East wasn't competitive is because of how great Tom Brady was. Thank you. That, that's why it wasn't competitive. It's Thank because you. Tom Brady was that damn good that it made all of those franchises look dysfunctional. As soon as Tom Brady leaves the division, what happens to the division? The Buffalo Bills are better. The Miami Dolphins are actually going to win the division title up. this year. Like, like, just, just let's chill out on that. Like, I, like, don't start that. When Tom Brady says something, you just kind of nod and acknowledge it and say, "Hey, I disagree," but that's the go. What, what, there is no argument to be made with that. How, how can he complain about mediocrity when he played in a mediocre division? He didn't play in a mediocre division. The division just didn't look good because he was that good. I mean, you can't say it better than that. You can't yeah. say it better than that. The only thing I could say to top that is don't buy fake Christmas trees this holiday season. <laughs> buy the real Christmas trees. It's time for an incredibly important message this holiday season. You want to help save the American Christmas tree farmer? Then do so by getting real and keeping it real this holiday season by buying real Christmas trees. Wouldn't you rather spend less for a real Christmas tree and assume a farmer is saving their job? Because that is what's happening. Farmers are saving their jobs if you buy the real trees. If you buy the fake trees, well, then you have a problem. There's no need for the farmers. Do we want to put farmers out of work? I don't think so. Buy real Christmas trees at Lowe's or wherever Christmas trees are sold and get more information online. Plus, participate in cool contests. GetRealKeepItReal.com. GetRealKeepItReal.com. Buy the real Christmas tree. Get that smell. Get that feel of that real holiday Christmas tree, not the fake one that's going to hurt the American Christmas tree farmer. Get real, keep it real.com. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. 
time for a little positive programming here on Unsportsmanlike. I'm Michelle Smallman with Chris Canty. And Cece, our boy Evan Cohen, was not. Oh, here he is. He's coming to sit down. He what always gives you a hard time right for being Evan late. Evan is actually late back from Me? a break? He's late back from a break. First time, wow. I think, in the history of the show. Evan, late coming back from oh, a break. Oh, well, we got to find him, though, right? That, that's, a buck, that's a buck in the jar, right? I was right? late? You were late. I brought us back in. I was talking to Hembo. Does that count as being late? No, that doesn't it's matter. Even more of a fine. That's yeah, a five dollar. But I'm fine literally now. talking I'm, to somebody else that doesn't do, doesn't work on the show. How does that help us? But I'm working on his show today, so I just we went over some of the things on his show. No, because so when, you're, when you're, you're taking was... away from our show to do somebody else's show. And no, you, that's you, well, you that's, feel like a that's justified. <laughs> well, CC was at one point chatting it up in the hallway, trying to get guests to come on our show. Right, and I, think I got he fine. Put money in the jar. All right, I'll do it. Exactly, I'll do it. I got fine. Okay, so guys, what's what's the total? What is the? It's a dollar. It's a dollar. A dollar. Yeah, I have no problem oh. doing that. You're right. Let yeah, me get, let me get my scrunchie out. I have it. You can see on ESPNU <laughs> my amazing wallet here. Can everybody see this? This is what oh my, my wallet. Looks so for like. those who are just listening on the radio side, Evan has what looks to be fifty-one credit cards and/or gift cards, <laughs> two wow. one-dollar bills, all wrapped and in a, a pink scrunchie. Yeah. Yeah. I think he can get rid of some of those cards. I don't. The think Identity Thief those. Starter Pack is what Evan's <laughs> carrying around with a scrunchie. <laughs> you know what, Cece? Somebody would lift that out of his out of his right? pocket and they be got, like, "You can have this." They got it back. all. I don't they need, got it all. I don't need. You're your... saying, wait, you're saying a, like a, <laughs> a, 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 a Smalls? They might be sitting there co-hosting with us with all the information Ev got on them cards. Totally, they would be like a Tensioni pickpocket. Now nah, you can have this one back. I don't need your AMC Theaters gift card. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying uh, like a, a mugger or robber? Would actually turn me down. Yeah. Be like, nah, I'm good. I well, don't they, want that. Well, they would think it would be a big wad of cash that was wrapped in that pink scrunchie, and then they would realize that it was a, a bunch of expired gift cards, I think. How do you open this thing? Yeah, it's a mason jar I brought from home that's a little How do you do subpar. This? You just have to, oh, there, there you go. go. You just have to pop the top, put a little oh, wrist yeah, in little it. A little elbow you know? grease. There little you go. You got grease. it. All right. There well, while go. Evan is wrapping up his fine, let's get into some positive programming, boys. So it's rivalry weekend in college football. We had some great games. One that we didn't talk about, Washington, Washington State. Washington with a 24-21 victory. The, the game-winning field goal as time expired by kicker Grady Gross from Washington. Great performance from him. But maybe just as exciting for Grady Gross, which is what happened after the game, if I could talk. Here's what it sounded like. Oh, maybe not. I'm thankful for Grady Gross. And you know what I hope Grady Gross is thankful for? The scholarship he's earned. Surprising Grady Gross in the locker room after the game with a scholarship after he... What? Why? I don't love it. Why are you shaking your head? I don't love it. He sent the team to a victory and he gets a scholarship on Thanksgiving weekend? Why are you adding adding expenses? What kind of way is that to run a business? He's already going to the school paying his own way. Why are you now adding expenses that you could have used for someone else? Listen, I don't think kickers are football players and even I got to get on board with what Kalen DeBoer did (laughs) for Grady Gross. Being able to give that man a scholarship on Thanksgiving weekend, all of his family around him, and celebrating hitting the game winner. Come on, in in a rivalry game, no less? Yeah, I get I, I 
I love I love this story, Smalls. I don't know that Evan could put a negative spin on this one. Pretty sure it's I just, just so positive. No, it's not. No, it's, it's not. Your, your take is ridiculous. There's well, no way you can turn this positive into a negative. Well, let's see, CC, how he tries to spin this negatively. So, same thing. Thanksgiving, college football. Michigan running back Blake Corum used his NIL money to buy 600 turkeys. He delivered them in Michigan over the holiday. It's the third year in a row that he's done this for Thanksgiving. So, shout out to Blake Corum for using his NIL money to make a difference in his community. That's nice and all, but 600, that's it? I mean, how, how small of a town is it? I mean, you know, there's got to be more people that didn't get turkeys from Blake Corum, no? There's no way you can make that. Once again, there's no way you can make that negative, Evan. That's terrible. Love what Blake Corum did. That's awesome by him. Wouldn't expect anything else. They've got great leadership on that team. And I actually like the fact that some of their leaders took shots at the Ohio State players after the game, like Roman Wilson when he said that, yeah, these guys are wearing Louis and the $1,000 outfits and they're acting tough, but they're not tough. They see the film. And I guess that was a shot at Marvin Harrison Jr. too, but, I mean, at Ohio State in general. And uh, I guess to the victors go to spoils. I mean, that's what happens when you win big games like that, especially when you've won three in a row. And, guys, think about this. Marvin Harrison Jr. with having, what, C.J. Stroud as his quarterback? Mm -hmm. And then before that, who was the quarterback? Justin Fields? Marvin Harrison Jr., would have not won a game, won, won the game against Ohio State if he leaves and goes into the NFL draft. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's a bummer. This is supposed to be positive programming. Wow. <laughs> if you're an Ohio State fan, that is, wow. that no, is but not this, putting a smile on your face, CC. This is the way, because like I was, I'm kind of against the idea of Ryan Day getting bounced, but what you're doing allows for that conversation to come up when you say, well, he had Stroud and he had Fields. And he had Marvin Harrison Jr. And they don't have, like, when you add the context and the layers to that, that Ryan Day conversation, it becomes harder and harder to hear. How did I take a, a college athlete using his hard-earned right. NIL money to buy turkeys and mm-hmm. deliver them in his community into yeah. somebody getting fired? How did you guys spin Because, that? now, I will give CC credit or blame, however <laughs> you want to look at it. He took it down the path, which I liked because it's a story we hadn't gotten to, of the making fun of them for the Louie, to then he took it to <laughs> Marvin Harrison, to he took it to his record against Michigan, to I took it to the conversation about um, the termination of Ryan Day, which now I'm going to go back to make it even worse for Michigan because, CC, give your idea for Ohio State who they should look at if they get rid of Ryan Day. Somebody oh, that was Michigan, coaching that Michigan game. Michigan interim head coach Sharon Moore. <laughs> oh, man. Why not? How great would that be? You've already seen proof of concept. The the guy took your rival. He knows how to win that game. Ga- in six games this season, in two different stints, and, and ended up winning the game. And now being able to punch their ticket to the Big Ten championship game and in all likelihood the college football playoffs. So, yeah, go ahead and hire this guy. Anything else for positive programming? <laughs> Next. I think well, I was going to shout out Ludacris from coming down from the sky during his halftime performance, Falcons and Saints, but I don't want to do that to Luda. I don't want to somehow make this negative about Ludacris because we love him. So, Well, that's better than what things, how things went for T.I. and his son at the Falcons game yesterday. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's, that's another story. T.I. started out on a high note, bringing the team out on the field. Let's just say it ended on a low note. We are on Sportsman like <laughs> literally on ESPN Radio. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Unsportsmanlike live weekdays from 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch on ESPN2 and on ESPNU. Unsportsmanlike with Evan Canty and Michelle.
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.